Hello and welcome to the Tech Lunch Podcast, where we encourage our listeners to learn something new about tech every week. This can range from learning about new and exciting applications to the advancements in coding and technology. If you are always learning, you will always be a step above the rest. Take the time during lunch or during a break to listen and learn, kind of like a lunch and learn, but for the years. This podcast will open the listeners' ears to new and exciting technologies they may have not been purviewed to in the past. These topics will range from manufacturing technologies to data collection technologies and everything in between. Hello, I'm Nick. Hello, I'm Ed. And this week we're going to talk about digitization of, um, you know, data. You know, we're talking about the hub and spoke method. And that's kind of, you know, how we're going for, you know, the unified namespace type of stuff. So when you start hearing about this stuff, Ed, you know, what are you, what are you kind of thinking? So for me, it's always uh, from a point of view from the OT side. And from the OT side, we have a lot of process signals out on the floor. And to be able to take those process signals and digitize those process signals and uh, populate those into a unified namespace so that each layer of the automation stack has access to that data and each layer of that uh, automation uh, stack can uh, utilize that data at their layer. And then you can take all of these things as a whole and what it what it does is take takes the um, paper out of the environment, takes the human out of the environment. It it cuts down on mistakes and your errors go down. Yeah, you know, and also when you thought, start thinking about it, you can start thinking about the unified namespace to UNS as the information highway. You know, where where do I where do I want to go and where am I getting off at? You know, better known as the hub and spoke. Um, you know, we start thinking about that. You think back to where we, we did the episode about MQTT and IoT and versus IoT, and this is where we kind of pull them all together and you know spit out the data at the end. Because what the hub and spoke method is for the UNS, better known as an MQTT broker, is data comes in off a certain path. It follows the highway down and gets off at its exit, pops off and off to you know grandma's house. It goes, you know, depending on what system you're setting it up to. You know, mind you, either the ERP, an MES, or any or machine learning or anything like that, it's pulling it off there. It's taking that exit and it's heading down the road. You know, from an IT standpoint, and when we set all this stuff up, everything's set up in the in the configuration. Um, and but the thing is, is then your line side equipment, or you know, depending on what you're using, you know, your you know edge equipment that you have coming in, or known as your MQTT edge um, uh, applications are sending the data over via an XML to the MQTT or a key, you know, and then from the MQTT to its final destination, be it storage or whatnot, how you want to look at it later. And uh, so when, I, when we talk about process signals, we're talking about current, we're talking about RPMs, uh, we're talking about levels, fluid levels. Uh, we're, we're talking about things that uh, normally a gauge has to be implemented, or normally someone has to go and physically look at this. With digitization, what happens or what you gain by populating all these uh, process values from analog into digital into a unified namespace, it gives you the ability at the SCADA level to set up alarming. It gives you ability at the MS, MES level for scheduling. Um, and uh, it gives you abil- the ability at the ERP level for just-in-time. 
all these things can work together by looking at all these signals that are uh, modified or, or converted from an analog signal into digital. And like I said before, we don't want to take the human out of the process. We just want to take the human out of the mundane process. We want to have the human look at the data. The human shouldn't be collecting the data. This should be a paperless um, uh, transformation. We should be going away from writing down things on a on a notepad to, hey, this data is automatically being pulled from this sensor or it's being pulled from this motor or it's being pulled from uh, this uh, reservoir. All these things are being populated to this unified namespace so that each layer of the automation stack can utilize it as they need it. So you're telling me you don't want to go look at uh, steam gauges anymore, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we want to move away from that. And, you know, the big thing is with that, you know, we want to take like your IoT, your IoT data, you know, take that data and, you know, spit it off the sensors through uh, an MQTT interface from the edge devices into a broker and, and you know, from there off to something else. If you think about it, if I pull all that data in, you know, like what Ed was talking about, your your edge data and stuff like that, and I throw it into machine learning, now I can kind of tell you, hey, when is this piece of equipment going to fail? Um, when could it fail? You know, that's when we get back and we start talking about, you know, the virtualization that we were talking about and the data visualization topics we were talking about prior. Now we're bringing it all together, you know, and that's just not because, cool, we've entered the, you know, the, the realm of, you know, unified namespace. But we've entered the realm of hub and spoke data. You know, it must go around the circle. It's kind of like the wheels of your car. But, you know, we go back to the highway methodology of I'm going to take my data down the highway, get off the next and turn and throw it onto to a board so you can see what's going on and when something could possibly fail. And also, if you need to move quality data from one system to another, the best way to do it is through the hub and spoke. And uh, <clears throat> another good, another good um, reason for utilizing this type of technology is that the oil industry is already using this technology. They have data for over 40 years of pressures from when they're drilling down into the uh, earth or into uh, inside the ocean to uh, locate oil or whatever. Um, not that it's the same thing, but now I can build up a histogram over the whole life of a, of a plant or over the whole life of a sale or over the whole life of a product model. And then I can take that and use it the next time that I have to um, commission another plant and I have all the things that tell me, well, hey, this application is um, susceptible to these type of problems. This sensor had a high failure rate. This motor had a high failure rate. So with all those things, you can build up a histogram over time by taking all of these signals that right now are just um, out in the field, not being utilized. But if we digitize those things, we can take that data, like I said, in a unified namespace, Using JSON, for example, setting up a template to say, hey, this is how we want our template to be for everything that comes in a unified namespace because the POC HMI has its own tags. The SCADA system has its own tags. The uh, um, MES has its own, own tags, and the ERP has its own language. And if you're using SAP, that's another layer on top of that. So then you also have your, your warehouse uh, management systems. You also have your CMMSs. So all of this data can be used in a digitization form in a unified namespace and sent back 
to say the CMS, the CMS system, and then it tells them, hey, we need to do a PM on this this particular motor. It's time. We're seeing uh, high current. Hey, this uh, robot is having an issue with this joint. We need to lubricate it and so forth. Yeah, and you know, also with all that data that you're talking about, we can always take that and throw that into a historian database. You know, that we can go back and look at later or, you know, make graphs of and stuff like that. But it's something that we can store for long periods of time. And at that point, it's time stamped. You know when this data happened because you know when it arrived. You know when it was. And the thing is, is the arrival time is always set off the machine that sent it. So you have machine to machine communication, but you also have machine to historian database communication. And then you have your, you know, your, your, um, uh, Machine learning and other types of, you know, what is it? Um, uh, the Windows system now. Um, uh, Azure. Huh? Azure. Like Azure or, you know, any type of like smart systems that you guys got, you know, can read from the historian database, you know, and it's just, you know, it's just an easier way to catalog data and go back and see it later. And uh, another aspect that's also, uh, I would say, uh, benefit is that um, not only when we use this uh, digitization of these signals on the at the uh, PLC HMI level, we can also use all of these data points over this in the unified namespace, and then that could be implemented or imported into our digital twin. So, for example, I'm ready to uh, commission another line. These uh, data points could be given to an analytical system. And the analytical system can go ahead and uh, calculate risk. And then uh, we would have a risk assessment ahead of time. And then we wouldn't make the same mistakes we made before. Yeah. You know, it, it's test before you go live. And, you know, the same thing goes for software, you know, software testing and stuff like that. But having data points and, you know, failure points to be able to test off of knowing that there's a high likelihood or a low likelihood of this happening if we put the technology into or the equipment into this type of scenario and it's also a way that you can take data especially if you come out of the historian database your mes system erps or whatever you can take those that data and actually send it to your suppliers and have those suppliers use that data to make a better piece of equipment because it knows what the failure rate is based off the data that you already have collected and it kind of makes not just your life easier, but it makes everybody else, else's life just that much easier because you're preventing issues from happening later. And if you have the data coming off of your sensors and through, you know, different IT systems, you know, be it, you know, MQTT or OPC UA or coming from OPC UA to MQTT, it just really kind of depends on how you want to get there. And then the, <clears throat> the other thing is, is each of these layers have specialized systems and it's very expensive. Anytime you want to make a change without using a unified namespace, you have to change uh, tags. You have to pay engineer at each level. And all suppliers are not um, knowledgeable in each of these areas. They, they're knowledgeable in some of the areas. So that's, that's another benefit because it's scalable. And what that means is it saves you money. And then another thing, <clears throat> we, want to, we want to be predictive and uh, not calendar-based maintenance. So what that means is, is it's the difference between the Magic 8-Ball and a seismograph. 
You're going to use the Magic 8 ball to tell me when the volcano will erupt, or you're going to use a seismograph. So you have to use the right tool for the right application. If the only tool you have is a hammer, then every problem is a nail. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, it's also when you're, you're taking this data that you're coming from the floor and you're configuring your systems to send this, especially since most times when you're kind of talking about going from the floor to a subsystem or something like that, it's going to be the MQTT protocol. We know that. You know, 99.9% .9 of the time, it's going to be the MQTT protocol this day and age. Um, you know, make sure that when you're doing that, all your topics and payloads are configured. Because if you accidentally name something wrong, it's going to go to the wrong location, meaning you can't find it later. Um, you know, come up with a naming solution. I think that's really the big thing. Um, especially when you're talking about cataloging data and you're pulling data off of, you know, edge devices and having that sent to you via the MQTT clients to the brokers, from the brokers to a subsystem. You have to have the topics and the payloads. The payload is the message itself that's being sent from the device. So my topic, if you're talking about, say, you know, what is it? Say your laundry's done, right? All right, so your topic is going to be laundry. However, your payload is going to be your laundry is done. Um, and then it's going to have your timestamp. So it's going to, it would go through the, the, from the client to the broker, from the broker to your database. And inside your database, it would say, my topic is laundry. But what was written in there, your laundry is done. And then it would throw you a timestamp. So you know the exact time that your laundry got done. Now, if you're talking about like automated tip changes, for instance, or stuff like that on a, you know, on a production line, you're talking about, you know, what is my, what, what's my topic? Well, it's be the robot name or whatever else it is, the piece of equipment, and then the error message or the status message underneath that. And then the times you can always go back and reference the three. And then uh, <clears throat> when you're using PDM, which is predictive maintenance, um, especially with digitization and using a unified namespace, I mean, you, you can use this to minimize um, unexpected breakdowns, um, asset uptime, I mean, reduce operational costs. We can maximize production hours, improve safety, streamline maintenance costs. So we can uh, take these uh, data points and um, install conditioning monitor sensors with real-time performance data and machine health data, then use IoT technology, then predictive data models. All these things can be used, and then this can be hand off to the next level, uh, to the MES system, where we can use OEE, which is the most important thing in any factory. And then uh, now we can go and, re re excuse me, now we can go and rely on the ERP system to do GIT just in time. Yep. You know, and as also you talk about just in sequence. You know, if you're talking about parts getting the line and stuff like that based on what you need. And it, with that, if you think about it, if I have an error message pop up on a piece of equipment, I've now sent that data to an ERP system or, or whatever. It automatically creates your work order and automatically tells a worker to pick that repair part and go back down there and fix it. So now you're already one step ahead. You're already stepping in front of where you were before. You know, it's, and then the one thing is, you know, this type of unified namespace and the hub and spoke methodology that, 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 we, that we use is also something that can help with that, you know, dreaded three-letter acronym known as KPI. Um, you know, it helps you find what you need. It gives you your data to the people. 
Um, it pulls your data from the floor and creates that. It's also part of you know what we kind of touched on once before, which is Industry 4.0. You know, find namespace and MQTT for that instance is part of Industry 4.0 and always will be as we grow forward. We're, we're, it's like we're not going back. You know, MQTT has been around for decades. So Unified Namespace has been around for decades. It's finally now being you know taken in to the industrial age and saying that we actually have that we actually should probably use it now. Yeah, and then like I said, um, for me, I always um, view things from an OT perspective, operational technology. Um, and uh, when we're talking predictive maintenance workflow, we're looking at uh, two things basically: a list of assets, assets, assets for predictive maintenance and initial predictive models. You know, things like CMMS data, asset history, uh, seasonal data, maintenance records, FEMA, and RCM. And uh, basically, what we're looking at: uh, asset is running. We analyze incoming data. Asset needs attention. A trigger is alerted. We create a work order. Uh, uh, maintenance perform the work. And then it's uh, signaled back to the system that the asset is running again. These things are all possible with digitization. What you're doing is taking the paper process and that person having to go to each machine or are we writing something down on a paper or are we printing out a uh, work order and we got to manually enter this data. With this system where we're talking about populating a unified namespace with uh, process signals that are uh, digitalized and put into this space, things like vibration, temperature, pressure, oil, and noise. All these things can be monitored. All these things can be put in a histogram. All these things can be put in a database. All these things can be put in uh, some analytical system. We can use AWS, Azure, or uh, uh, it's, it's a number of things that we can do with this and have a data scientist at a high level look at it and then go down to our maintenance engineers and then they can look at it and see what they can do to uh, make improvements on the floor continuously. Yeah, you know, don't don't let what he's saying mean that, you know, the, you know, the maintenance guys out there are going to start getting really lazy. Um, you know, that's not that's not the case. It's not working at um, and we're not getting that the fact that, you know, we're, we're going to replace maintenance dudes with with um, uh, we're dudettes with um uh you know computers that, that's not gonna happen you're not gonna see r2d2 walk around trying to repair a robot in the next decade you know and it ain't gonna fly you're not you know i'm sorry but I, I don't trust a toaster fixing my my robot um so you know if you think about it with that you know all we're doing is making the person smarter giving them more tools giving them more things that they can work on um you know, and giving them an extra tool in the tool belt because, you know, you don't want to be relying on the same thing all the time because it's not always going to work. You know, there's only so many times you can walk around and, you know, make notes about, okay, cool, this thing's running. Oh, look, I looked at the steam gauge and I don't know what my pressure is. You know, there's only so many times you can look at that before you forget. And it's the one time that people forget is the one time something breaks. And the thing is, is with predictive maintenance coming from the UNS and coming from your edge devices is something that's there to assist in the execution of the job. It's to, you know, it's a support function. It's not to do the work, but it's there to support the work. And indeed, what will actually happen, Nick, is we will 
we will uh, eliminate some roles, but we will not eliminate personnel. What will happen is, is those roles that were normally wage-based and not salary-based, or another way of saying hourly, those roles will actually become more of an um, engineering level. Now you need people that have knowledge of the system to be able to understand what they're looking at. So now I don't have to have a person manually go out and write this data, collect this data, and so forth. Now I can have a guy just analyze the data. And now what we're looking at is like, say for a simple example. So we want to acquire data. We want to process the data. We want to develop a direction or a predictive model and then deploy and integrate this. And that's basically like we generate data from sensor data. Then we process the data. We identify conditions and indicators. Uh, we, we train a model. And then again, we deploy and integrate this into this digitization, which goes into a unified namespace. I hate to keep beating a unified namespace into the ground, but it's very important. I believe that if we would take the same leap that we did when we went away from somebody manually or somebody having to go to, uh, to the store to pick up grocers to now they can get on their uh, smart device and order those. We, we've the world is already in digitization. It's just industry is not. Yeah, exactly. So basically, it means paperless. Yeah, when we went from you know DOS to you know Windows ninety five, you know, and now we're at Windows eleven, you know. But you know, there's still probably somebody out there you know dying of dysentery in the Oregon Trail. But you know, that's beside the point. You know, but it's the thing is, it's you know, utilize the tools at hand. You know, the unified namespace that Ed's pretty much driven in your cranium that um you know use those tools to advance not decrease but advance what's going on because if you don't start doing that now you're going to fall behind later and it's always a slippery slope trying to catch back up to what the industry is wanting to do vice being already ahead of it and you know with that it's making sure all of your edge systems are available so all your machine learning systems are there. Um, your cloud-based solutions are there. Um, any type of your predictive maintenance and, you know, smart systems are available and ready to go. You know, before you put a new piece of equipment in or install a new server or something like that, you should have a logging system, kind of like Ibana, like we were talking about the other day, and also attach that to a MQTT interface. And so you can pull that data together so you're prepared and ready to go for what the next um, uh, adventure is. You know, it's, it's not saying that, you know, be paranoid of the future, you know, as far as how to integrate this data, but it's accepting of it and taking it and turning it into something useful for the people who need it. And with a digitization uh, and uh, using a unified namespace over the whole automation stack, uh, we want to get to the cloud. And when we think of the cloud, we don't think about hiding up on or cowering on an umbrella. When we think of the cloud, we should be thinking the uh, million possibilities that you can have when you look at a cloud. Yeah. So we should be using the, this cloud technology to innovate, uh, to um, make our companies more profitable. Because to be honest with you, if you're not digital, using digitization right now, or if you have no plans to move toward that, Quite frankly, you may be in trouble and you may not exist in five to ten years yep. because this this is a definitely um, mandatory and critical thing that you need to do 
for your plants. Uh, imagine how many millions of dollars are spent over all of the plants in the, in the United States of America on somebody going out and writing something on paper. Yeah. Or how much? How many times that you know you've had to replace parts that didn't need to be replaced? You know how how many? If you look in your in your maintenance cages, you know the same thing for you know us IT folks. You know you, you look in your maintenance cages. You look in your your extra spare rooms that you've got in your office. You're going to see nothing but junk, stuff that you don't need anymore. You may not even own that piece of equipment anymore. But guess what? You still have the floppy disk to tell you how to put it together. You know it's just it's one of those things we've all been there we've all opened up the box at 3,000 cables and damn thing and the darn thing wondering what the heck am i got this for you know you don't want to be stuck in that decade anymore you know with this it's you know take this technology and run with it have fun with it learn it build it build it to what you need it to do don't fall behind and miss the boat you know always innovate now to save you money in the long run because, yeah, if you want to go to the cloud, either on-premise or hybrid cloud or full cloud, you know, hosted by AWS or Azure or somebody like that, you know, you're going to save money in the long run not paying local power bills. So, you know, if you move your entire data center. But you still need to have that data going someplace. You're collecting data. You're always, you know, one step ahead of where you were yesterday. And just like uh, the Egyptians use hieroglyphs and... Uh... Now that's obsolete. It probably was uh, the thing of the time, but uh, right now ones and zeros are king. Yeah, sun. Well, you know we're past the world of sundials. You know, and now you now you can you know I, you can tell me what your heart rate is by looking at your watch. You know, I'm not having to stand in the sun and determine if it's noon or not. You know, we're we're well past that, and I really think that this you know the unified namespace, the hub and spoke methodology, the MQTT methodology, you know, this all falls into one. MQTT is the oldest unified namespace in the world. Um, so, you know, the thing is, is take that technology and run with it, you know, we're and you know, if you have any questions about this, hopefully, you know, we can probably throw something in your direction if you need it. You know, if we can't find it, we're ground determined to look it up and, you know, try to help you out, you know, um, but you know, the best thing to do is, you know, get behind it, learn it, see what you can do with it and just innovate with it. And, uh, I was always, <clears throat> I was always told that. When you see something that works and it's proven to work, there is no reason to do something different unless what you have, uh, the derivative of what you have found is much better than what you have. So uh, this, this is something that's been in place over the last 20 years. It's not some new technology. It doesn't mean that, hey, this is gonna fix everything in your company at once. What it means is it's going to streamline your company. What it means is it's going to save you money on resources that you can allocate in other places. Because at the end of the day, data is king. Yeah, data is need... new oil. You know, data is new oil. And, you know, at this point in time, you got to start mining for it. Um, it's only going to make you more, you know, productive, um, streamlined, a little more efficient. And it's going to cut down your maintenance costs. You're going to know what's coming. Um, you know, you also have logs to look back on and kind of see what happened. You know, you always want to be, you know, a step above the rest and, you know, understanding your data and how you can go with that is I think the way we're, way we're heading. Um, and you know, with Unified Namespace, MQTT, Hub and Spoke, you know, is probably one of the best ways to get there. And, uh, <clears throat> the other thing I would say, if, 
Um, you have any questions, you can reach out to Nick and myself. Uh, we'll be uh, glad to uh, point you in the right direction, uh, offer any uh, guidance and mentoring that you want. Um, but also get out there and learn. Learn, yeah. learn about these topics. Read about them. Uh, go to HiveMQ and, and look into the, some of these things. IBM is one of the uh, founders of this technology. I mean, uh, learn Jason. Get into these things. Understand what they do. And then maybe just put it in a virtualization or maybe just set up a uh, test environment where you can just uh, kind of play with it and see how it would uh, actually um, be beneficial to your company. Yeah, 95% of the technology is free. You know, it's all how you use it. You know, it, it makes it expensive, you know, and how, how far down the rabbit hole you want to go. But, you know, like Ed said, you know, get out there and learn this. You know, um, have some fun with it. Play with it at home. You can find stuff at home to do it with. You know, it's have it hooked up your to, to something in your house that tells you when something turned on and off. You know, especially if you got kids, it's a great thing to do because you can kind of see when your kids let the light on long enough or not. You know, it's just one of those things. You know, play with it. Have fun with it. You know, learn it. Enjoy it. And, you know, be a step above the rest and always keep learning. So, you know, with that, you know, we, we, we'll let you, you know, we'll let you go, you know, enjoy the day and uh, we'll see you next time. See you later. Thank you for listening to the Tech at Lunch podcast, where we hope you learned something about tech during your break or during your lunchtime. If you did, please give us a follow to prevent missing future episodes. If you have any ideas or something you want to hear or learn about, please send us a show idea to podcast at vulcanora.com. Hope you have a good rest of the day and continue learning.